Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. What's the takeaway from Pizzagate? Are cries of fake news threatening to throw the baby out with the bathwater? Any way you slice it, smells like a psyop to me. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays, usually from 3 to 6, but today it's 4 to 6, making way for an excellent cause. Toys for Tots, I just posted it on my Facebook page. It is not too late to make a donation. But if you are just tuning in now, you have not missed the beginning of my show. I'm from 4 to 6, and uh, I'm live taking calls. I am try- I always try to bring the big story of the week to the show. And the same theme has been larger than life for a couple of weeks now. It's this story of fake news. Fake news. And it's funny for someone like me because I like the I prefer the alternative media to the mainstream media. And in the alternative media, they've been calling the mainstream media fake news for years. <laughs> There's a really popular site called No More Fake News, and he's talking about the mainstream media. So I actually noticed that this was that not the fake news thing specifically, but I wrote an article uh, on November 4th. I was expecting Hillary to win, of course. And I got a, uh, I saw an article by Vernon Jordan. If you remember that name, he was a Bill Clinton advisor. He's a Bilderberg guy. He's deep state all the way. And he wrote an article, or, or an article was adapted from a speech he made for the Wall Street Journal. And uh, I, I published about it November 4th, thinking Hillary was going to be the censorship president. And it, and. One of the quotes from Jordan that I had highlighted in my article was him saying the following. People in the technology, media, and telecom industry must ensure that we are protected. We need to use technology's capacity to clearly and quickly delineate facts from lies, regardless of their source, and to develop media that require civility and respect when people exchange opinions. So I highlighted this guy was calling big tech down to censor the news, to to separate facts from lies, to curate, to prioritize, all that stuff. I saw it coming. Then over this past week or two, it's all about fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. And it's centered around this big story called Pizzagate. And I got to tell you, I am finally and completely sick of gate. <laughs> I was it was mo- almost more than I could take for email gate, but Pizzagate is going too far. And on top of it, the whole thing appears to me to be a psyop, a psychological operation. And me just saying that apparently makes me fake news. <laughs> so the whole twisted mess is a way to get you to not understand or believe anything. That isn't spoon-fed to you by an official media source. If you even investigate this Pizzagate story, all of the references are either, they said this story has been debunked and it lays out that the New York Times, Fox, and other mainstream media sources have thoroughly debunked it without ever talking about investigating it or anything. And then it mocks fake news sites like InfoWars for 
paying lip service to this Pizzagate thing. Well, what's the Pizzagate thing? It is, in a nutshell, John Podesta had, uh, he was the manager, the manager of the campaign for Hillary. He said that the Russians hacked his emails. His emails were released on WikiLeaks. I don't think he ever said they weren't his emails. And some of the emails had weird stuff in it about eating pizza, loving pizza, sharing pizza, just weird stuff about pizza. And then folded into this story was supposedly a hacked Instagram account or just a looked at Instagram account by the guy who owns Comet Pizza, a pizza place that Hillary frequented or went to once or twice and Podesta supposedly frequented. And the Instagram account also had weird references to pizza and children and whatever. Now, that guy said, the owner, James Alephantis, said that that, those pictures were, it wasn't accurately reported and that was fake, whatever. But the reality is we don't know. I I would like to examine all that initial material to decide whether the Pizzagate thing is true or not. And I don't put it past those people to have uh, pedophilia in their circles. But the reason I basically dismiss the whole Pizzagate thing from the start is that the mainstream media glommed onto it so hard that I knew they don't actually do that. If it's if there's if there if there might be some real stuff down there and they're not sure, or if they are sure there is real stuff, they're gonna stay away from it unless they, they simply can't avoid it. And I know this because there is a real pedophile scandal surrounding the Clintons and a lot of other prominent people that you may or may not have heard of. I've mentioned it briefly. It's this Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire, who was friends with and associated with and took to his island uh, Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew, even Donald Trump, and got a sweetheart deal in part with the help of Ken Starr to uh, get all these potential co-conspirators immunity from uh, his activities in during which he forced underage girls, dozens of them, into prostitution, paying them to sleep with these people, and then taping it, recording it, asking them questions about what these guys said. It's a very, very deep scandal. And it hasn't hit the airwaves the way this Pizzagate thing is, which uh, the, the mainstream media is the one claiming that it's fake, yet they're giving it all this airtime. So I smelled a rat from the beginning, and I feel like this whole thing is a setup for uh, for the censorship agenda, which I want to talk more about. I think it's on tap front and center. I think Obama was the surveillance president. I thought Hillary would be the censorship president. And just because she didn't win uh, doesn't mean that's not still on the agenda. So I want to dig into that. But I have Binkley in studio with me, my producer. And he actually, Binkley, you did a, uh, you just put up on our blog, propagandareportdaily.com, I think a very comprehensive summary of this Epstein deal. And, I mean, what's your feeling on Pizzagate? I know you've been following that too. Epstein, Pizzagate, are they both real? What do you think? Well, to me, Pizzagate, it's like, does the sun come up, you know, in the morning? Does, Does the day follow the night? These elites, are they associated with pedophilia? Yes, they are. So whether or not Pizzagate's actually... True or not, I'm not certain. I haven't investigated that one. But what I do know is that the Clintons are connected to uh, the leader of an international child sex trafficking ring, court documented. So it's like I I think Pizzagate's being used kind of like what you said to 
to make everybody feel as though anything associated with pedophilia is a crazy conspiracy theory and that they can just lump anything about Jeffrey Epstein and the Clintons underneath that umbrella. Yes, I noticed you sent me, I just posted it on Propaganda Report Daily, this video you sent me of CNN. Uh, they're, they're having a conversation on CNN about Pizzagate being fake, and one of the, there's four people there, and one of the people is a conservative commentator. <laughs> and she says, she, she's like, yes, I'm with you, it's fake, it's bad, fake news is bad, whatever. And then they're throwing the Flynn's, the General Flynn and his son, under the bus for tweeting about it. And she says, well, the, the younger one tweeted about Pizzagate. The older one tweeted about Jeffrey Epstein, and that's a true story. And then all the other people from CNN went bananas on her. Like, how can you go down that road? Are we going to do this? Yes. What are you doing to us here? And and she was like, but it is true. I mean, this guy went to jail. There's there. The documentation is there. It's un. It's not even disputed. And she was completely shut down. That's when I realized that a big part. I think there are a few elements here to the Pizzagate thing. One is that uh, the Podesta said Russian hackers released these emails. And, of course, the emails are one of the reasons they're being blamed for Hillary's defeat. Obama and Chuck Schumer are on a Red Scare witch hunt, basically, to try to get to the bottom of Russian propaganda hacking. Even if the Russians did release it, it doesn't make the stuff that was released any less true. Yeah, not true, but I don't think there's any evidence. There's just innuendo, and they go out, and they put it out there, and the guy... Obama and Schumer are investigating, whereas this appears to be widespread accusations of pedophilia in this place, and there's been no investigation. So one reason for the Pizzagate thing, I think, is to bring this idea of the Russians effectively derailing our political process. A second thing I feel like it's for is to to see how fake news hurts real people. And I'll talk about how right. Pizzagate just got real. And we can talk about that after the break. And then also this uh, idea that if you can scoop up Epstein with the Podesta thing, then you can discredit the Epstein thing by discrediting Pizzagate. But there's no discrediting the Epstein thing. So we've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to get your calls Um 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. And uh, you can also tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, do you have a tweet or two that you can read to me? Anything uh, teed up already? or? Um, I don't have a tweet teed up, actually. <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm I got a good one. On that. Let me tell you, I got a, a good one right here that said the fake... MSM is desperate to derail Pizzagate. Most of D.C. will be implicated if investigations allowed to continue. So that's Will saying that he thinks uh, Pizzagate is absolutely real. And then there was another great tweet that said the uh, uh, Pizza Party Ben tweeted, the media's reaction to Pizzagate made, made me believe it 10 times more. That to me, that tweet. The media's reaction to Pizzagate made me believe it 10 times more is the essence of the problem here. The essence of like the dialectic they're trying to set up, the 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 tension they're trying to set up. You either don't trust the mainstream media, in which case you believe Pizzagate, or you do trust the main, mainstream media, in which case people who believe Pizzagate are idiots. Nobody's pointing to the evidence. That's another thing that's driving me crazy. So let's get to what the real principles are and not just get caught up in this manufactured crisis 
After the break, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Clear skies and 44 degrees outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about Pizzagate, but also the larger implications of that. Do, do you believe that Pizzagate is real? Do you think it's fake? Uh, is this a crisis in information in the news? 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. Our numbers, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I was also just mentioning that, so so the story with Pizzagate is supposedly John Podesta, you know, the conspiracy theory is that John Podesta, Hillary's campaign manager, is associated with and engages in pedophilia at this Comet Pizza in D.C. And I and if you and one of the things I had mentioned was that this there's no way to really investigate it. Nobody's investigating it. I personally think that it was set out there in order to create this maelstrom, this this uh, storm to discredit alternative news. And one of the reasons I think that is that there's a real. Uh, I called it a pedophilia scandal because Jeffrey Epstein was a friend of Clinton and highly connected. And he actually went to jail for having underage girls uh, as prostitutes. And I got a a tweet from Johnny saying the Epstein thing is not pedophilia. Pedophilia is specifically prepubescent little kids. Epstein was messing with teenagers. And I know people draw that distinction. I get it. And he actually, Epstein himself, corrects the record when you call him a pedophile. He says, no, I'm not a pedophile. I'm a sex offender. (laughs) So uh, he said what he did was like. Stealing bagels is what he compared what he did to it. Did time. he really? Yeah. Because does he claim, Binkley, this is Binkley, my producer, does he claim that uh, you can't, does he claim that they were they were consenting, these girls? Do you know? He, he, I, I don't know. I think that he does. Uh, it was a... Uh, he would target girls that had troubled backgrounds, and he would take them off the streets. Their parents were on drugs and stuff, so that he could Rex offer them Tillerson, money. It's believed by the. Tri- yeah, I think it's it's highly manipulative, and when the, so that's why they have laws about this stuff because you can talk people into it, but you can't. You know, you can talk people into it and still they, they can't be considered of age to consent. But I do. I get it. And, and it is it is less awful, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but it's certainly a real scandal that the mainstream media could cover. But we don't have faith in them. Uh, this is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. You got me excited. Because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. I'm uh, starting a little late tonight, but I'll still be on till 6. We're talking about Pizzagate, which... I don't, I don't, people are being mocked for believing it. And now I, I bet, 
you know, I doubt you can prove that it's true. I don't think it's true. I never thought it was true because of the way the mainstream media jumped right on it. Not um, not because I just don't have any faith in them, but because I, I feel like these kind of big, big stories are usually serving an agenda item. And lo and behold, they're talking about how uh, this means we have to take action against fake news. But the but the reason that it's so hard for it's so easy for people to believe that this is true, even without a lot of evidence, is that we're so used to not expecting evidence. We're so used to having to take the mainstream media at its face or not believing the mainstream media at all and having to dig in any source we can find and employ what I call truth dar, like truth radar, to try to separate fact from fiction. I, I read a great article in Philosophy of Metric, the name of the website, and he said the Internet is meant to overwhelm us with information and disinformation. It doesn't matter. You're so It's so overwhelming. You no longer have any capacity to to assess the truth or, you know, you can't get the truth because it's completely overwhelmed by agenda and misinformation. So I think it's reasonable for people to, to have to get, you know, I think I, it's understandable for people to have to guess. It would be nice if we didn't have to, but I feel like that's what it's about. So what, what do you think it's about? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Binkley, uh, my producer's here in studio. What, what uh, what are the people saying? People can tweet at me at Monica Perez show. What's uh, the latest? Matt says the purpose of Pizzagate is to censor all non-establishment media dissent, and they'd still be mad that the Queen lost Queen Hillary. Oh, they're oh he thinks that oh they're like CNN is beating the drum because they're still bitter. I feel like the the Trump victory is like a a gift to CNN who will now have right. <laughs> something to talk about for 4 years straight. But yes, is is Pizzagate is the goal to censor non-establishment media? Yes, I think I think it's going to censor it in two ways. They're going to what Vernon Jordan, I read a quote at the beginning of the show that Vernon Jordan, big deep state guy, was uh arguing that we needed to censor, to curate, to separate fact from fiction, to uh, require a certain tone in the media, real hardcore censorship. But he's so clever. I just caught it. He didn't say the government should do it. He said big tech should do it. And since then, I've seen Google and Facebook specifically mentioned throughout from every angle that they're the ones who need to address this. Even in a Wall Street Journal article this week, it was about advertisers, website advertisers, you know, when you get those ads on the side of your, whatever you're reading, that they don't screen for truthiness. They screen for porn and, and racism, but they don't, they can't screen for falseness, but Google and Facebook, we're going to work on that. And in the meanwhile, these advertisers are trying to come up with a blacklist of sites that they won't put the ads on. So you don't have to get the government to pass a law curtailing the First Amendment. You just if you starve them out, like Gawker, the website, the um, media outlet that showed a real video of Hulk Hogan having sex with his friend's wife. They didn't. Ugh. They didn't sue them because of uh, of a violation of you know, like it was a law. They sued him because 
uh, for damages, and the damages award was so great that they ended up just going under. So that's just a backdoor to how you can use private enterprise, which if it was just a private entity, that would be okay. But Google and Facebook both benefit from the Internet itself was a Department of Defense creation and uh, all these little things that uh, research that contributes to the technology that these guys use to make their their tens of billions of dollars and then turn it against us through censorship and domination of of the media you know it's not just i'm a libertarian hardcore libertarian i want you can do whatever you want on your website ad don't you know, advertise don't advertise if you're an advertiser you can discriminate i really can't object to that what you do in your private property but these are almost public-private partnerships because of the benefit they get from the technology that's subsidized by the taxpayer. So uh, so I feel like this kind of stuff is an end run, like the metadata being pushed down to telecom companies instead of having the government sweep up all the metadata. Now they make telecom companies do it. And and that's just a way where you, you can't sue them under you know, Bill of Rights violation. So I, I think it's sneaky. I think that's what's happening. I think that there are a lot of different angles that this is feeding into, but I think that's where we're headed is, is censorship this time around. I'm going to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Henry in Woodstock, you are on with Monica. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Well, I agree with you 100%. I am tired of, uh, I was tired of all the rhetoric before the election, and it seems like after the election, they're just crying harder. I'm not ashamed to say I voted for Donald Trump. I want a change in America. And what do you think? You think he's, uh, it, the, do the early signs look like he's going to give you what you wanted? Well, uh, it seems so. I mean, I believe in giving the man a chance. I mean, uh, look at, look, just look back at the Clinton history and all the BS that came from them. How could anybody really trust Hillary? I don't understand that at all. Yeah. And it, and it seems like that all this news media, they're crying like babies. They just can't <laughs> get over the fact yeah. that Donald Trump won and he won, you know, he won. Yeah, I, and if that's what's going on, I'm totally uh, I can I can get my mind around that. But I feel like there's they are rolling out an agenda that that will be picked up by it'll just create an atmosphere where the people seem to be asking for some kind of uh, rules around media. And and if the if Trump or whoever's ends up in charge of that isn't ready to bat that back based on strict adherence to the bill of rights that's the thing with trump he doesn't he doesn't, he's not an ideologue he doesn't say well the fourth amendment blah blah he never says stuff like that he says i'm gonna fix it <laughs> let's just hope he does it well I, you know i believe in giving the man a chance i really do he is the best hope in my opinion we have had for this country since ronald reagan well, I, I do want to give him a chance. I'm really interested to see how it's going to unfold. It could go either way. When you look what he's doing with um, big business guys, Goldman guys, generals at the top, either it's a no-nonsense um, businessman's approach to solving the problems, or it's got the potential for you know the corporate, governmental, you know, military-industrial complex kind of fascism thing. Like you just don't know how it's going to unfold. But I'm giving it a chance, and I think it's going to be interesting to watch. 
Well, I think he's going to do good. I, I believe in my heart and soul he is going to do this country a better job than what we've had for the last eight years. Yeah, I think, you know, the stock market would agree with you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to focus on the censorship thing, but I'm totally on board with giving him a chance. I'm going to Tom. Tom, you are on with Monica. Hey, how you doing, Monica? Good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I, I want to make up. I'm 50 years old. And I'm here to tell you, for the last 30 years, the news media has done nothing but lie to people. If they aren't outright lying about something, they just don't talk about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. You either talk, talk to liberals about this WikiLeaks stuff, and they look at you like, like, what are you talking about? That's because the media never even talked about it. I, I made a point also. Right now, conservatives have complained about, about liberals being just the biggest SOBs on the face of the planet, doing all this voter fraud doing all, all kinds of crap, undermining our republic. Between the WikiLeaks uh, 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 news that came out, the FOIA-released information that came out of the FBI, and the Project Veritas, we have a veritable treasure trove of evidence proving that everything we've ever accused the Democrat Party of is abs- and, and the news and the mainstream media is absolutely true. And I sit there and I go, where are the Republican leaders on this? Yeah, that's a very interesting point that you bring up because the Pizzagate scandal, all this fake news stuff that they're talking about, they're not – this is the problem that I have with it. The thing that makes me crazy with the Pizzagate thing is that they just dismiss it. You'd have to be crazy to believe this. But when they – when, like you said, they just don't talk about the stuff that is true. I mean the Project Veritas stuff, I I, I believe the – my own eyes and the video that that has these – plotters disrupting the Trump meetings and the WikiLeaks stuff. I don't think Podesta, for example, who we're talking about here, said those emails weren't his. They're not denying any of that. So there's real stuff going on. There are real conspiracies. Podesta was involved in real conspiracies to manipulate uh, groups. And uh, so you can't look at it and say that there's no reason to not trust these people. Okay, if it's going to go into code words about pedophilia, I don't go for that because code words anybody could read. I don't even like Nostradamus. It's all in code, you know. But there's real stuff not in code that they could be focused on, and they're not. And that's why I smell a rat, that there's an agenda here they're all kind of in on. Well, it's just, it's like Harry Reid. I heard him talking about uh, the fake news stories. I'm like, Harry Reid, you are about the biggest lying, unethical piece of garbage to ever serve in the Senate. And you're, you're going to go out there and call people liars, and you're going to call me a racist, and all this other stuff because I voted for somebody? I, I just... And he, it, and it's he almost really... Like they're try, they're almost, it's almost like they're trying to foment a civil war here. And I've made the point before that Donald Trump is our, the people's, nonviolent salvo at Washington, D.C., and if they don't pull their heads out of their butts and start breathing a little bit more oxygen mix than what they're taking in and start, and start, and start thinking, I think the next one's going to be a violent salvo. And I really don't see how we avoid it. I actually agree that there there seems to be and there has seemed to be for quite a while a an approach for uh, that the – they go out of their way to make things divisive. So this Pizzagate thing, it's designed, it's not even like what's the evidence, do you have a legitimate opinion? It's that you, whichever side you're on, that's the story you believe. 
So you have to kind of take sides. Are you on the side of the mainstream media? Do you think they're the ones who have the truth? Because in in all the coverage of the Pizzagate thing, you go to the Wiki uh, post, Wikipedia post, and there's like 50 footnotes, and they all just say fake news, fake news, fake news. That's what this is all about. They go through it item by item, and when they every single article basically says it's been debunked, and when you click through, the debunking is the New York Times laughs at it. New York Times finds it ridiculous. The the cops said there's no investigation. That is not debunking. And then on the other hand, they so that's what they call like an appeal to authority. It's an argument fallacy. And then the other thing is like the ad hominem attack, another argument fallacy. We're saying, well, people like InfoWars are the ones who are promoting this and obviously they're liars. So it's it's not about the evidence. They're actually bringing it themselves into what has the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year post-truth. They're going to a post-truth world themselves and they're accusing the alternative media of doing it, but they're the ones leading the charge. So more on Pizzagate. Hang on, Alan, Tony, Josh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sunny with a high of 48, 24, the overnight low. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about fake news. Going to Alan in Smyrna. Alan, you're on with Monica. Good afternoon, Monica. I enjoy your show. Been a long-time listener for quite some time. I wanted to talk a little bit about the fake news aspect. I think it's just a foundation being structured out there for the Democrats to basically try to censor our speech. And I'll take it a notch up. The reason I say that is because two weeks ago Obama enacted another uh, executive order to reenact the Mockingbird Act. And if you can, during your show, elaborate on the Mockingbird Act and how serious this is. Because I remember two years ago the Democrats tried to get a doctrine of speech uh, enacted to suppress talk radio and things of that nature. Now this is just taking it another step up with the Mockingbird Act, Mockingbird Act and uh, they're already in the process of, through the Justice Department, FBI, of attacking the Drudge Report and other Internet radio entities that are not necessarily out are you, there. Are you talking about the Fairness Doctrine? Yeah, the Fairness Doctrine. That was uh, many years ago, and that didn't go through, but now they're... Because the Operation Mockingbird was when the CIA had a relationship with five big news uh, corporations. I think Washington Post was at the center of it. And they basically had a deal. They would give them exclusive information in return for them censoring what they published. And I didn't hear that Obama did an executive order that that played into that. But that's what you must be talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So I will look into that. I have not heard of anything that Obama did, but... Operation Mockingbird, the original thing, is in uh, – um, after the show or in my show notes, I'll put up a video of a congressional hearing where they asked the CIA if that's what was going on, and, and they said, yes, it was. And people think that it went away after that because it was exposed. I personally think that it was pushed down and that it still exists uh, we've been continually losing media freedom since JFK's assassination, 9-11. Every big crisis is used for that. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Trump's apparent Secretary of State pick and get to more calls. Josh, Corey, hang on. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Sit around. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. This is your last chance. 
After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we are uh, in the last hour, but we are live taking calls. We are talking about Pizzagate, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. We're... uh, the I feel like Pizzagate it was a psychological operation, like a, a trumped up thing that's being used and exploited to uh, to to roll out this fake news agenda, which will result in censorship <laughs> that that the call will be. We need to do something about this freewheeling. I think the quote, I think Obama's quote was Wild West world of information. And uh, and I I thought this, I saw this coming before the election. I thought Hillary was going to be the censorship president. Now I feel like Trump is being teed up to be the censorship president, whether he's in on it or will realize it, will play along, will be manipulated. I don't know. I know we're hearing uh, at the news that, the front runner or, or the likely, they think that he is absolutely going to nominate Rex Tillerson, the Exxon Mobil CEO, as Secretary of State, and and that kind of thing. You know, you got to worry if if draining the swamp to me means getting rid of the military-industrial complex and their control over the government, which Eisenhower called it the military-industrial congressional complex originally. And and basically that to me is Goldman Sachs, where Trump picked a couple of people, Treasury Secretary specifically, and uh, Exxon Mobil. That those are the military industrial complex. So I'm a little worried that our uh, monetary policy and or or fiscal policy and our foreign policy are going to be controlled by guys who are. Uh, you know, committed to entrenched in the military industrial complex. So let's see what happens. The big issue for me right now is censorship. I want to see if uh, information controls really is, is going to, if this is just a desperate attempt by the Democrats to get this done, to get this on the agenda, to get the people to call for it, or if it's a little deeper than that and that we're really uh, in store for uh, uh, for the next president, for Trump to be the censorship president, the way I called Obama the surveillance president. I, I'm in studio with my producer, Binkley. Hey, Binkley, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I know you've been following this Pizzagate thing pretty closely. And do you, what's, uh, just real quick in a nutshell, uh, um, then I'm going to get some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, what's, what's your number one agenda item that you think Pizzagate is all about? To nullify an inconvenient truth or any inconvenient truth and to essentially silence all, silence all dissent. Yes, they, the, there is a real sex scandal, this Epstein scandal, which I know, Binkley, you've written about, I've written about. You can go to our website, propagandareportdaily.com, to get what was an awesome and now I think viral post Binkley wrote about the real facts behind the Epstein thing. You can't do that. With the the Epstein scandal, you can't do that with the Pizzagate scandal because nobody's investigating. There is no expose. I I 
I smelled a rat when it first came out just because of the way the mainstream media was glomming onto it. I felt like it was being unrolled for us. But uh, but in any case, like it's a pizza. proof. Say it again? Unrolled like a pizza. Unroll- I know. I did have some puns <laughs> earlier in the show. Not my style, but I could not resist. <laughs> anyway, you slice it. <laughs> uh, this, so so the, the way it's on, uh, the way they did it just, it smelled funny to me. And <laughs> pun not intended. So I just feel like you got to look at it as uh, the, an agenda item. And, and one thing that I think unequivocally it demonstrates is we have lost complete faith in in the media. You cannot count on the media. Didn't, didn't you send me a link that said the mainstream media was at an all-time Faith in the mainstream media is at an all-time Trust. low. Trust was at an all-time all-time low, and then and now they're the ones telling people what's fake news. Yeah, and that was in September, and and we in the I, I consider myself in the alternative media not fake news, but I just <laughs> you know I would just define that as being I don't accept what the mainstream media tells me if it's not in evidence or if it's like some source not authorized to comment if their story changes from day to day I just hold them to the same standards that I hold any news source, and I think uh, a lot of people were calling or have been for years calling the mainstream media fake news because of the way they generate false narratives in service of the government agenda. So let's see what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Josh, Josh Indicator. Hi, Josh. You're on with Monica. Hello. How are you, Monica? Good. How are you doing? Doing very well, thanks. I uh, couldn't agree with that last statement more. Uh I'm starting to wonder, like, with them colluding against Bernie Sanders and everything, how is the media to be trusted at all? Shouldn't they raise the standards for the mainstream media and just media sources in general? Yeah, and where do they get off calling other people fake and outrageous? And and they've actually gotten to the point where just if you question them, you're some kind of right-wing nutjob. Oh, yeah, they get busted colluding, and then they're like, it wasn't us, it was the Russians all along. Yeah, the Russians, which is a totally unsubstantiated conspiracy theory, borderline uh, hysterical, you know? They're well, hysterical. Job, isn't their job to uh, to uh, protect uh, the citizens of the United States from discomfort and harm? And they're doing more harm than anything else. Who, the media or the... The, the media, like journalism, uh well, they're supposed to inform us because truly a, a a system that has democratic elements, you could call it a democracy, I'll just say it's a republic with a democratic mechanisms, you simply have to have two things, in my opinion. You have to have an informed body politic. The people have to be informed, have to have a source of information and education. And you have to... Um, you have to have a limited scope of what the government is responsible for because there are some things like empire building that, oh, you can't be done by committee. Only objective rights husbanded by these few elected people is really a viable scope of a democratic system. Beyond that, you, you're, in, you're in their hands. So, yes, the well, media serves a, a critical function, and they are failing. Well, even Thomas Jefferson said... Uh, we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government. 
Um, really? I, I there's you'll have to I'll have to look that up. I the quote I remember of him saying about newspapers was a man who reads nothing at all is better educated than a man who reads nothing but newspapers. Yeah, that's that that is a Jefferson quote as well. Yeah, but, so I, mean, I think that having a problem with the media and collusion with the government since the Oops, sorry about that. Even before that. So Since yeah, Jefferson had problems himself. With the newspaper. I'm sorry, I cut you off there for a second, Josh. Uh, I've got time for another call. I'm going to Corey and coming. Hi, Corey. You're on with Monica. Uh, hi, yeah. I just wanted to uh, talk about the timing of the whole Pizzagate investigation, how suspicious it is, how suspicious it is. Yep. Because um, sometime in uh, mid to late December, Jeffrey Epstein is going to have to give a deposition in um, a defamation case against Justine Actwell, who is uh, his uh, recruiter. Um, by uh, Virginia Roberts. Virginia Roberts is the uh, plaintiff in the case. Oh, you're fading in and out, Corey. Talk right into the phone. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's uh, So Jeffrey Epstein is going to have to be in this deposition. He's going to have to uh, have a deposition uh, in this defamation case against Jocelyn Maxwell. And uh, there's no way that he's not going to, he's going to avoid naming Donald Trump because Virginia, uh, Virginia Roberts was uh, recruited from Mar-a-Lago. So that's usually I don't like, buy into timing conspiracy theories, but yeah. uh, given the like the, how related the two moving parts are, uh, this one might actually be <laughs> true. When is the deposition due? When was he doing it? Uh, it's sometime in mid to late December. That's very interesting. I, I have to say it's quite pertinent in that I was I could definitely see, especially when Binkley sent me this clip of CNN, which I put up on my thing. Uh, our blog, PropagandaReportDaily.com, that they obviously were trying to discredit or downplay or silence. I mean, they were literally went bananas on this chick for saying Epstein. You know, they were like, ah, you don't even say that. I mean, that's as bad as Pizzagate. What the, oh, just you're discrediting yourself just by saying the word Epstein. She's like, no, but it's true. So... She so I, I could tell that that the Epstein thing was getting caught up in the Podesta thing, but I couldn't really understand why, because the election is over. It just doesn't seem that important, but it could be what you're touching on. And I know Binkley's done a lot of work on this. Uh, he actually has some of the documents that pub on our website of this Virginia Roberts, her statements, her filings against these guys for how they gave this guy a sweetheart deal, which was totally illegal. They, they were supposed to notify the victims. So maybe she's yeah. pushing the agenda in a way uh, that's that's super real. <laughs> you know, She's actually going to get somewhere. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, but that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Thank you very much, Corey, for letting us know. And uh, we can continue to follow that story. Uh, that actually gives it legs, what Corey just said, that this, that Ghislaine Maxwell is a woman who uh, was Robert Maxwell's daughter who would procure these young girls for Jeffrey Epstein. And that story goes deep. I mean, he had cameras. He had microphones. He talked to these girls after they went with people like Prince Andrew and wanted to know what these girls were finding out, kind of Matahari-like, I think, is the is uh, was that old honeypot.
<laughs> uh, from history. That's what they call them, honeypot. Yeah. They would go and get their uh, get these guys to talk. So anyway, let's let's take a quick break, and then I'll come back for more calls. Thank you for that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Increasing clouds tomorrow, Sunday's high 48. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about Pizzagate, and uh, I see it as a run-up to calls for censorship, if not direct censorship by the government, big tech using the power of the purse to cut off the revenue streams at sites that are on a blacklist. I'm not kidding. That's All of that came out of an article in the Wall Street Journal that uh, you can read my take on if you go to my uh, website, PropagandaReportDaily.com, which I do with uh, my producer here in Studio Binkley. And he did a lot of stuff on Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, which is the real sex scandal that involved uh, the Clintons uh, coming that that we think is being basically pushed out of the news by Pizzagate. But I, I want to get to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Matt and Kennesaw. Matt, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I'm so happy to talk to you. Awesome. Um, so glad you I, called. I, I have to uh, fully uh, disclose that I have 100% taken the red pill on Pizzagate. <laughs> um, We're in the rabbit hole together, just kicking back, watching yes. it all happen. <laughs> I may have... I may have gone down a different rabbit hole than you have, however. Um, I've been following uh, this story since before it even had a hashtag. Um, and the reason why is because I was really diving in into the WikiLeaks Odessa emails. And where this first started was when uh, uh, Abramovich, I forget her first name, but she um, had a lot of, yeah, Marie Abramovich had a lot of uh, these things called spirit cooking parties. Uh, that she would invite uh, these high-ranking government officials to uh, Podesta himself. And no brother. one denied that, right? No, no, that's that's completely 100% uh, you know, confirmed. Yeah, so um, that's a reason led... why people think this is real. I'm sorry, I don't want to uh, cut you in and out, but I, I just people are acting like it's insane to believe any of this Pizzagate stuff, but that uh, Marina Abramovich stuff was true, right? Right. Um, so what, where that led was that, okay, well, let's see how far or how much of this we can find. And what we started finding were things uh, that didn't make sense. Uh, we started finding words like pizza and hot dog and walnut sauce and pasta in sentences that didn't make sense uh, for the structure that they're at. For instance, there is uh, an email, and it, it has been widespread, that, that the PS, the, the postscript to the email says, Oh, by the way, do you think I should play uh, dominoes on pizza or pasta? Well, uh, as far as I know, uh, it wouldn't be practical to play dominoes on pizza or pasta. I got a question for you, Matt. Do you have – I'm going to hold you over to the break if you can hang on. Sure. Okay. And then uh, just give me the punchline in a nutshell when we come back on The Monica Perez Show. This is, uh, you can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. We're going to continue our conversation about Pizzagate and fake news and take your calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. You maniacs! You blew it up! 
Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6 if there isn't something else going on. Today was Toys for Tots, and that is a great cause. So if you want to go to my Facebook page, I, it's not too late to donate there. And uh, you can find that through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And if you want some of the resources that we've been talking about on the air, as well as uh, my producer Binkley and I do an, uh, a YouTube show, an iTunes show, that you can get to through our website, PropagandaReportDaily.com. And if you subscribe, it gets us higher in the search engines and we get more hits, which is nice. So try to do that. And uh, I, I was, we were talking about Pizzagate. I was on a call with Matt before the break. I held him over, which I almost never, ever, ever do. But, but this thing about Pizzagate, if you're just tuning in, John Podesta, Hillary's campaign manager, had uh, WikiLeaks leaked its, his emails. And it had weird references to eating pizza that one thing led to another. And people thought of it as code for pedophilia through this pizza place, Comic Pizza. But Matt here is saying they're missing, people who are focusing on that are missing the real scandal the real issue is that right matt what what's what are you what do you think is the real issue here i think they're close but they're not they're not really drilling down to what this is which um, is what but my, my point is pizza may not be code for pedophilia but it is code for something within the context of these emails because um, the emails pizza. don't make sense if it actually right. means pizza right and this is the problem matt that was driving me crazy when i was trying to investigate pizzagate for this show I was trying to just get all the raw data and evaluate it, and and I, I wanted to just go to all the articles that I was reading anyway, and it should click through to links. You should be able to search for it. And it actually became so circular that it would say – one article would say – the Pizzagate has been widely debunked, and then you would click through by it's by New York Times, by Fox, and you would click through, and there was not only no real debunking that was just dismissed, there was no references, no raw text, no links to the original material. So I couldn't, you know, I didn't have time to real, you know, it feels like it's being buried and nobody really cares what it actually says. But if you look at it, it it's so it's so weird sounding that, you know, they can't possibly be talking about splitting one slice of pizza eight ways or whatever. Right. Um, okay. and, and the comment pizza thing got brought into it because uh, James Alephantis is ranked the number 49th most influential person in Washington, D.C. Really? Why the guy the who owns the shop? pizza place? Yes. yes. Why is the pizza shop owner ranked the 49th most powerful man in Washington, D.C.? Why does the pizza shop owner have five private meetings in the White House, including one one-on-one with Obama? How do you know um, that? And because it's on the manifest for the, Washington, for the White House uh, guest list. Uh, and that wasn't fabricated by some fake news site? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Well, I want to see it. Well, that's that's the thing. And, and you know, I've, I've spent hours and hours of research. I could talk to you for hours and hours of this, but obviously we don't have time for that. Um, but James Alephantis, where he came involved, was just his name being mentioned in the articles and also the weird uh, pictures of his business uh, on his personal Instagram, as well as employees uh, with weird pictures on now, Instagram. Now, Matt, let me interrupt um, you for a second. He, one of the articles I read, I think, in the New York Times, it actually, it's a stupid article because it talks about how it's all debunked and it bases all the debunking on an interview with Alphantis who says, oh, those pictures were cut and paste. They weren't really on my Instagram account, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, I'm not, I, I, I am inclined to, when somebody like you, which is, you know, what I do, spends hours and hours trying to get to the bottom of something, you very quickly are able to, or, or eventually are able to separate the stuff that makes sense and the stuff that doesn't. So what's the kind of upshot in a nutshell? Um, basically, you know, there, there's just code words in the, the Podesta email that don't mean what they're supposed to mean. Now, whether it's drugs or if it's money or if it's political favors or if it's the pedophilia, um, you really don't know. And you may never know. But it doesn't have much to do with the with Comet Pizza. Um, I think that is the angle that is going to lead to censorship. But that has very little to do with what's actually within the pizza, the Pizzagate emails. Uh, that were from WikiLeaks. It has nothing to do with Alphandis. Um But he may be involved. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just something that requires more research. Yes. Um, but something's wrong. Something's being buried. Um, something's right. not being for the forefront. And, you know, you. I think that the comic pizza, like I said, um, is the end game uh, to go towards censorship. But that's not what this is about. That's interesting because what it seems to me, if this if there is any implication that something illegal is happening and using code words is a a well-established flag by law enforcement to investigate things. And it's also stuff like this that's weird, that bears further investigation, is the purview of, of mainstream media, of media to to hunt it down and root it out and get the whole story. And both of those institutions, government and media, if there is a crime at work here, they are failing in their ability to, to their their commitment to getting to the bottom of it. And that, to me... It means they deserve all they get, all this lack of faith, lack of trust. But I agree there's an agenda at work here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the pizza thing and uh, that there is that there is something more to it. But we will never know. And it will uh, it will probably end up hurting us because those guys truly do not let a good crisis go to waste. Thank you, Matt, for hanging on. I'm going to Stephen in Sugar Hill. Hi, Stephen. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, I just want to I just want to confirm what the, the last guy said. Uh, the information is real. Pizzagate is real. Like him, I've spent hours uh, studying it. However, when you go back, there was a huge pedophile incident in Nebraska in the 1980s. Oh, the Franklin cover-up. Now, Franklin cover This is so related to the Franklin cover-up. But the problem is, is the cognitive bias in people's minds. Because how can someone deal with our our elected officials being this evil at this level? And it's so mind blowing. Most people can't even imagine it. And so, and so it goes. So it can be mocked because we don't want to think about something that is so intensely. Evil. That's an interesting point, Stephen. I want to just say that there are uh, pedophilia happens at at all economic strata. Personally, it happens in in families. It happens among the elites. But there is tons of evidence. Now, when it happens in your family, you have to deal with that. But there's tons of evidence that that happens at the larger level, from Sandusky to Jimmy Savile in England, and to. Uh, and there were 140 dossiers buried by, I believe, the Thatcher government that related to these guys engaging in pedophilia or uh, some kind of illegal sexual activity. What you're talking about, the Franklin cover-up, was in also in the Reagan era, which I wrote a little bit about that on my website. 
MonicaPerezShow.com. You can probably find it just by typing in the search. But that, they they silenced those people. Like, these things get covered up. These people get silenced. And, and laughing and people get, people is not get, a good People approach. get dead. People get yeah. dead. Yeah. Uh, Breitbart is dead because of this. Breitbart you think he's dead because this. of this? He's because he, he totally, totally called out Podesta on his Twitter, saying, how is Podesta not famous as a world-famous pedophile? How is he not famous You know, for I this? saw that, but do you think that, was that a real Breitbart tweet? Is there any way to confirm that? Damn straight. I, I listen. I, I, if there wasn't the 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 uh, researchers on this would be would be crying foul. There are so many good researchers doing good research. And yes, there's a bunch of people who couldn't string two things together if they tried. But uh, but but there's there's a lot of good work being done. But here's the Guys, thing. Yeah, the, these guys. It, where are the victims complaining that's what you, you have to have the victim pressing forward you know what and, i'm saying the, that's the, the thing the, that the gets victims me. are messed up people who survive this stuff are messed up psychologically they are ripped to flipping pieces they're the perfect thing to keep this in the dark because it, it takes a very str- it takes a very strong person to come out of this and and be able to uh, and be able to stand against their accusers i mean oh my word yeah it, i i it, have read about how it is the the job of some people to keep those Victims quiet, like what, it, to what, the extent you think there are rings, there are roles within those rings. But this is it's so dark. I don't usually go down yes. there, but I, yeah. So I feel like, Wait. yes, go ahead. One last. Sorry, thing, sorry, Franklin, Franklin cover up. That's what they did. They took the poor people who yes. came out and had the courage, <laughs> and they totally ripped them to pieces. And these they, were people. They went to jail. Yeah. One of those, one of those victims. I, I, I was convinced when I read the book. That one of those victims went to jail for perjury, went to jail for blowing the whistle on those people. And then also in this Jeffrey Epstein sex scandal where he went to jail to uh, uh, he actually got to, I think, build his own cell. He went to this and he didn't even have to stay there during the day. His butler turned in his black book, ended up because he gave it to the defense attorneys instead of the FBI, who he didn't trust. That guy went to jail for longer than Epstein and then contracted some bizarre illness and ended up dead, which is what he was afraid of. So, you know, I mean... Bizarre bizarre illness. Yeah, that's right. Ted Gunderson, who was an FBI agent, uh, was was murdered with arsenic. Uh, Breitbart, the coroner who who looked at Breitbart, died the day of releasing the Breitbart uh, coronary report of arsenic poisoning and nobody's investigating. Oh my word, they're all compromised. That's they're, very, they, that they, is some serious hearsay. The Ted Gunderson thing, he, I was always a little bit on the fence with Ted Gunderson. I think I kind of concluded, I'm not sure how for real he was. And, um, and the Breitbart thing also, I don't know about that. I, I talked to some people close to him who, you know, don't suspect foul play, but we don't know. You know, we'll never know that. So we cannot trust our media. We cannot trust our government to get to the bottom of this stuff. You absolutely cannot. But it's but one of the offshoots of this a fake news Pizzagate thing was that there was a guy from North Carolina 
who went up. North Carolina seems really to be in the crosshairs these days. He went up to Comet Pizza with a big gun. He said to to see what was happening. To the, the way the media reported was to self investigate, like it's a pejorative. <laughs> like you're some right, Bigley. Did you see this? He said they they. they as if, like, investigating should not be in the hands of people uh, on their own. And the way this guy was portrayed, I read one article that said he was a religious zealot, another that said he was a registered Republican. And he went in and he found nothing. He said, I guess my intel wasn't 100% on that because the implication <laughs> being that was fake news. And then for some reason, he shot the place up anyway. And All and else the, fails, you know, he, pull out the long gun. <laughs> but the thing that I find most implausible about that whole story is that he did that in dc in this place and did not get his head blown off he was just simply you know i've never read a story where that guy doesn't end up dead yeah (laughs) so anyway look at how deep this rabbit hole is i got my head spinning i'm gonna wrap it up after the break thanks for all the calls you can still tweet me at monica perez show and this is monica perez monica perez on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb 60% chance of showers on Monday, warmer with a high of 63, but that forecast could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB wrapping it up for the day. We were talking about Pizzagate and this, this... what they're calling, what the mainstream media calls fake news. And I think that the whole big thing is just a way to uh, make it feel like, I don't think people even have to call for it, to make it feel like we are demanding that the government or big tech curates news for us. And and one of the reasons I, I just dismissed the Pizzagate thing was that there were real there, there is a real scandal that is not being addressed by the mainstream media, and that is exactly why we don't trust the mainstream media. But that thing, which we've touched on today, is the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Um, Binkley, you did a lot of work on that. Tell people how they can get that work and other work that we that we do offline during the week. We continue this conversation in a lot of different ways. Tell them what they can do to reach us and to help us. Well, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and you'll see on the right column an apple where you can click and subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can go give us wonderful ratings if you like the show. If you don't like the show, then you can just not give us ratings at all. (laughs) And you can also catch our latest episodes in the RSS feed uh, right beneath that on the website as well. So, and did you say it was episode 10 was the Epstein one? Episode 10 is the Jeffrey... Epstein episode, and I'll also tweet that at your account here in a moment. And it's funny because we were talking about that uh, well before this this Podesta thing blew up out of control, and I was also talking about the censorship and how there are calls from the top from any everybody from or from as diverse a collection as Obama and Melania Trump talking about something needs to be done about this freewheeling. Um, media this wild west of information and and as melania's biggest concern is how mean people are to each other so we do continue this conversation all week long you can find me at twitter at monica perez show and binkley at freedom act radio we uh my schedule changes when we have basketball season so check out my website also uh monica perez show.com to see uh what 
when I'm on next and what my hours are. In the meantime, uh, I will talk to you online. This is Monica Perez.